we're live. So, just to give everybody a heads up, it's been a warm week in Southern California. It's cooler today, but it is creating some some moisture in the oh air. It is it is it is moist. Oh my god! And 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 it is um, muggy. It was muggy this morning in our place, and I believe it was also feeling hot and sticky in your place too. So we both have windows open. So just so everybody knows, windows are open. People are walking outside. Small children might be running past. Crows might be beckoning. Airplanes are overhead. You never know what's going to pop up and uh, I may or may not edit them out later. (laughs) So you may just have to deal because we're having an emergency broadcast. Okay. It's not an emergency. No, but no. it was kind it, of one of those weird things that it was unplanned. It's an we'll just urgency. say it was unplanned. It's an urgency broadcast. There you Spirit go. Was like, urgency. Hey, Spirit hey, was like, hey, hey, look at this like, thing hey. you look at this thing you, you stumbled unc- upon, and um, now go talk about it amongst yourselves. And yeah. we thought we'd bring you along for the ride, pun intended. So one of the weirds that that you will discover as as you if you if you so choose to continue this ride with us is that spirits, the guides, your peeps, your spiritual peeps are going to come through with stuff at what seems like really weird times in really strange ways. That whole, you know, you, you might look back, some people might look to the, uh, God is, is acting in mysterious ways. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's not as, like, mystical and, and pretty like that all the time. Sometimes it happens just in, like, ways that make you go, huh? Like, this is how you're choosing to talk to me? I mean, I get it, I think. But okay. And... Not surprisingly for both of us, because we both have ties to Disney, both from our childhood and because we happened to work for the company a long time ago. Um, But things will come up and they will use that stuff as a trigger, especially, I think, because it was we were so connected to it as kids. I mean, when you grow up in Southern California, especially in the, you know, born in the late seventies, mid to late seventies to early eighties, like I can guarantee you that my, my first trip there was in the womb, like, and the Disney movies and golden series books were probably happening while I was in the womb. And so that's just a part. It's like, it's a part of my DNA. And I'm sure it's a part of my DNA for many reasons. But anyhow, um, over the last couple of days, there's news out right now because there's a new ride, a new attraction opening up in Walt Disney World in a couple of weeks. Um, on your birthday, by the way, Little Miss, opening so on much, your birthday. So much stuff is happening on my birthday. I just have to say that it's because I'm awesome. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's been previews. I watch theme park YouTubers. 
It's one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> I don't think you really feel guilty. I don't really feel guilty about yeah. it. I really don't. Yeah, I don't feel guilty about a lot of things that I, that most people would probably think that I should, but I don't. Um, and some things have been triggered with this particular ride. So the ride that I'm talking about is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And I'm sure for most of the country, they they know what the Guardians of the Galaxy is. They know that it's part of the the Marvel Universe. And we just put out, or will be putting out, or you you have or you have not listened yet, I don't know. There is a podcast <laughs> that we have done, that we have recorded, <laughs> that will most likely be out before you get this podcast. Um, that is all about 80s music and 80s stuff and the shit that it triggered for us and is still triggering for us. And this week it is triggering us through the release of this ride and the previews. So over the last couple of days, um, pass holders and vloggers and cast members who have had the the early access previews have been posting online. And uh, one of the vloggers that I watched um, is actually pretty funny. They, they put out a, a live stream and I watched the playback last night for a little bit and caught a story about them writing this ride um but the video for it didn't come out till today so i i kind of already heard the story and it intrigued me because this person um we'll just say this person is probably the uh, in my mind they they are not people that that normally come across as extremely spiritual people or or enlightened people or anything like that not to say that they're you know they're lovely people there's a reason why i watch them um but very like you know we're in the suburbs we're you know we're we're vloggers we do theme park and vacations and you know what's happening with the toddler and things like that they have a specific um, niche that doesn't include spirit guides and light codes no not at all not at all not at all not at all not even a little bit not in the slightest um, however, she became very emotional when she wrote this ride. Um, the, the gist of the ride is that you're visiting this, um, this galactic hub in this planet or the, this other worldly destination. And... I believe you're just supposed to be there for a visit and then, you know, things happen as they do in the Marvel universe. And now you're being kind of coerced into helping to save earth. And part of the way that you're doing this is through uh, going back in time. So of course, because it's guardians of the galaxy, they're going to include eighties because that's a big part of Quill and, and his wait, they went back in time thing. Yeah, they went back in time. That was the the, the whole thing. There's lots of videos out there right now, and I'm sure there's more coming in the over the next month or so. Um, 
yeah, that's that's the rewind part of the cosmic rewind is you're you're going back to when the the big bang happened. No, so that's, that you can that's, get a hold of the thing. But isn't that the original concept and then everything gets derailed because big badass universal dude steals the fire orb thing and then you get sent on a mission to rescue the fire orb. But you yes, don't but go you back have to and go back through time. Oh really? Yeah, you have to go back through time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the backwards part. <laughs> I missed that. They part. rewind. <laughs> they rewind. They go back in time so they can get the piece and then travel back through the the nifty portal and then bring it back to 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 present day. Oh. Anyhow, not important, um, but it, but important all in the same turn because it kind of all brings together some of the things that we were just talking about and like in the case of this particular blogger when she wrote it the song that they were given um which i believe there's like five or six songs from the 80s that depending on you know where in the cycle you are you will get a particular song to match your journey and theirs was Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears, one of my personal favorites. <laughs> Definitely one of those ones that like I played over and over and over and over again. Songs from the big and chair. The big chair was a good chair. Absolutely. It was a good chair. It was a very good chair. It was a very comfy chair. I like that mm -hmm. chair. Mm -hmm. If I owned that chair, I would have never thrown that chair out. Um, <laughs> just saying. But when she got off the ride, and, and she's not generally a crier, like she's she doesn't usually present emotionally on camera. Now, what she does off camera, I have no idea. But she usually does not present as very emotional on camera. And she could not stop herself from crying. She was very emotional. And she had a really beautiful story around her experience. And it completely triggered me. And then I've watched a couple other videos of ride throughs in different ones in different sections will completely trigger me again, very emotionally. And you just had the same experience. Like it was just gnawing on me. So of course I had to send it to you and you're in the middle of something else, but you watched it and you had similar experience. Yes. Uh, that is usually how it works. Uh, one of us, usually <laughs> Jamie finds something random, cries about it and then says, here, you have to watch this and cry too. And then the other one watches it and cries too. And then we get some sort of big spiritual reveal about why we were crying and what made us cry and why it's so important. And then we have to share it with all of you. So the thing that made me cry about it actually wasn't her experience. It wasn't her tears or her story. It was I fucking burst into tears the second we went into the queue and I saw the three-dimensional sort of diorama map of whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. I don't know. I haven't kept on my, up on my Marvel Universe stuff. Uh, but I saw that map and in my head, first I just started crying and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why? I wasn't – it's first of all, it galls me when Disney gets me because 
<laughs> I, I guess I have some leftover frustrations with the actual comforter. Uh, we so have some business. <laughs> a little bit we of have some business little, that triggers leftover, us. Leftover work to do. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't change the fact that they hire brilliant people. And those brilliant people were inspired growing up by the company just as we were. And those brilliant people... Because they're These so are brilliant, the that inspired us. Mm, maybe I, I don't know who a worked lot on of this. them are. I don't know who worked on this one. All I know is that you know there are, are young and old Disney brilliant people working on these things, and and their brilliance shines through regardless of the company fuckery. And I think mm-hmm. that that's amazing. So that's that's part of what gets me is that you know it triggers that piece of me deep inside that is still um but it triggers that part of me deep inside <laughs> that still relates to I was supposed to do that as you know um for part of my life so it triggers that piece of me that resonates with being a creative in that way and in that form but the actual there was a different level of me that was triggered when I viewed that 3D map or diorama or whatever they want to call it. Um, and something inside of me said that is a future – that is a future timeline that I'm already in. Yeah. And that you're already in. Yeah, that's – That we're already in and I just just couldn't stop crying. The second the characters came into play, tears gone. I was fine. This is just a Disney ride. It's cool. Whatever. Um, but when I saw that map, I was just like, oh, my God, they know. But I, yeah. I didn't even – I didn't consciously know. I didn't know what they knew. <laughs> I couldn't tell you unless I was tapped into that weird liminal space where the words are coming out of your face, but you don't have any sort of conscious thought about what you're saying. Totally, totally get you. Yeah. So so for me, similar things happen. So the overall complexity of the Disney thing for me, I, I have – similar issues that'll pop up. I feel like I feel like I've I've been able to do quite a bit of healing of of that, but I know that there's still there's still more there. Um you mean of the, the you mean of the Disney baggage? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm 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 sure I'll be peeling back those layers for a while, but I feel like a I feel like I've let go of a large part of the animosity it's it's not until i see them doing the like repeating the same things and then i get triggered and then i get angry and and then i have words and then i calm down and then it's a whole other (laughs) cycle that i go through but anyhow um no in in this particular case i think it's i i think the big thing is because we had just recorded not too long ago this this episode on the whole eighties music and how the eighties were, were really priming us for a lot of work. And there was a lot of messaging, like a lot, a lot, a lot of messaging Um, in a time where it seemed like a lot of things were really still asleep as far as like, you know, this was a time when like, I, I, I couldn't have gone out and picked up a book at 
the bookstore on, you know, the, the little professor was not going to be carrying any books on, on metaphysical knowledge at this point in time at the mall. Like, you know, that it just wasn't something that you were going to see because people weren't openly speaking about it in that way yet, but people were being triggered to create art and artistic things that were leaving a lot of very impactful, very long lasting messages that we're now coming back around in a cycle and things have lined up in such a way that we are totally aware now Mm -hmm. (laughs) of what it was that was left for us that they, that we were picking up on. And it triggers me when I see people that are totally not spiritually aware in, in the way that we speak about being spiritually aware, um, react. And you can tell that they, they don't know what it is, but they're highly, highly affected and they're thinking about it. And you can Mm -hmm. tell they're thinking about it and they're trying to process it. And you know, that something big is coming up for them and pretty soon, you know, welcome to the club because you're going to get it. And it's exciting. And it's, it's very emotional for me because something that I've always been tied to in my work here on the planet and being a part of this cycle and having been through many cycles before is potential, the potential of humanity to get the message Mm -hmm. and and start doing the things um even when things seem bleak or disturbing or um like there's a lot of chaos and turmoil that there's still this rumble underneath all of that of things coming together and and lining up And then I think in my own way, as I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, we're, we're having a text conversation because you're busy doing something else. And I've just gone through 8 million videos trying to find the perfect video of, of a ride through with everybody wants to rule the world is the song. And there's really not one out there right now, but watching it over and over again, more things started coming through, especially you know, A, that song is a big trigger because it has a lot to say. And, um, you know, hey, if you haven't listened in a while, you know, go look you up some Tears for Fears on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to. Um, well, oddly, but, they did just come out with a new album. Did they really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything yet. Now I'm going to have to go look at that. Um, Well, I'm not going to do it right now. I'll do it later. But um, kind of what they were showing me or what I was showing myself, because this this is what was coming through. Like, so I have these episodes where (laughs) I... Are you laughing at me? Well, the way you said it was funny. I have these episodes. Well, I do have these episodes. I have these episodes. Well, I want people to understand because there's probably, I'm sure there are other people that are going to eventually be listening to this that are like, is that what that is? I had no idea. And you're welcome. Um, So I have these episodes where I will feel internally a very strong 
vibration. And it is like, you know, imagine you just had 50,000 cups of incredibly strong coffee and the caffeine is coursing through your veins and your body is like, what in the hell did you just do to me? I'm going to explode. So that kind of jitteriness that's on the borderline of it's, it's uncomfortable, borderline painful. And the last time that we were in session together, you and I, um, yes, you Mm -hmm. and I, uh, the last time that, uh, that I had regression time with Miss Heather, uh, we, we discovered that, um, this is a process of me basically putting my, my fragmented pieces back together. So this is me coming together with the portion of myself that I had to say goodbye to in order to be here. And that I have, you know, we, we become, as we go on this journey, you separate so that you can have the journey, but it's kind of a tricky thing. And you kind of have to tell yourself some, some, some lies and and do a little bit of you have to create a little bit of trauma so that you don't immediately want to go back a little bit look i'm trying to be nice here yes (laughs) let's not couch our terms (laughs) a little bit okay you you tell yourself some pretty ugly lies Mm -hmm. and you go through some pretty horrible shit so that you don't immediately want to go running back to where you just came from because your work is now here But as you start to heal and pick up your pieces and do soul retrieval and shadow work and all of those things, you are very much, if we want to use another Disney reference, you're, you're sewing Peter's shadow back on to his little tootsies, you know, you're, (laughs) you're bringing those pieces together again and you start noticing all of the little things that are like, oh, that's a reference that's a reference. Like that's a spiritual reference. That's a spiritual reference. And some of the randomest shit becomes, or you realize it's not, it doesn't become, it it just is. It is a reference. It is a trigger item for you. It is a little breadcrumb that you left or that part of your spirit team left for you to pick up to realize, holy shit, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. I am not making this up. This is totally for real because sometimes you will catch yourself saying things and you will be writing things or doing things and going, I just don't know about this. Like this is like, look, (laughs) I've opened myself up to some crazy stuff, but like this, this, this has to be nuts. And then something like this happens to validate it. And you're like, holy shit. I totally did not make that up. It is totally a thing. It's totally a thing. And it's out there. And now I'm watching other people get it and experience it. And they're not even like there yet. But they're but I can see the glimmer. I can see them getting it. I can see them picking up on it. And it's just as we as as we always love to say, it's mind bottling. 
<laughs> Eventually, we're going to have to let people in on like where we got some of our our uh, weird, screwed up terms. We've we've picked up well, a lot along the way. I mean, mind bottling is just another Disney reference. It's just a private Disney reference. When you got yes. a boss, when you got a boss who says stuff like that. You just you you squirrel away those little gems. <laughs> and you and go, they become wow. they become part of your this, life. Yeah, it's like this person was my superior. Okay, all uh, right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, not to be mean girls or anything. No, oh, lighthearted oh. ribbing with a, a a touch of a razor's edge. No big deal. All oh, amongst yeah. friends, we're all yeah. friends here. Oh yeah. Um, this, this was really, this was interesting and and it was totally cool because, so as I'm sitting there watching all these videos, I'm having one of these episodes again. <laughs> and one of the, one of the things that, that I told myself during the regression was that it's okay. It's, it's a rather large surge of energy that happens when the pieces are coming back together and and it's your your body can handle it it's just not used to it yet so this is it's going to take a while chill and when it happens try to slow down remember to breathe breathe through it you're going to be okay and i will say that that it is starting to go much quicker now when it happens like it used to be that it would be 10 minutes it could be half an hour. It could be an hour and I would just be <laughs> miserable. Mm -hmm. And now it's usually, usually maybe lasts a couple of minutes. Um, if that, and you know, as long as I'm doing the thing and breathing and calming myself down and slowing myself down, it's fine. But there's usually a lot of visual stuff that's happening and visually, uh, you know, you were talking about it's a future, it's a future um, timeline, timeline. Mm -hmm. And what they were showing me is that it's timelines collapsing. So everything is starting to, to bleed through. And one of this, one of the things that this individual that I watched experienced um was missing her mother who's passed on and it was very very strong for her while she was enjoying this ride and what they were showing me was well for her in that moment what it triggered was the veils of separation basically disappearing and her mom was with her at that time and that's why it hit her Mm -hmm. so strongly mm -hmm. and in fact it was funny because when i was watching the live stream last night as she was talking about it it was happening all to her all over again i could see it on her her whole face and body and she was like she kept trying to like stuff it back down and she's like okay i have to stop talking about it i really have to stop about it. i have to stop talking about it or i i'll cry well, and the interesting thing about that, and I think it's missed on a lot of people who go through things like this, especially if they haven't really consciously embarked on the awakening journey, as it were, is that what's happening there is this creative 
bomb goes off in your face and leads you to moments of absolute abandonment of your ego and your protective self, ego and protective self being the same thing. And it's through this burst of creativity and the codes within it that make you unconsciously aware, if that's even a thing, subconsciously aware. I feel like it's not even subconscious. It connects with keys inside of you that allow you to open up to this experience. And the second you make a handshake with this experience, it goes to work creating a link between you and the other thing that you connect with. For some people, it's probably just pure joy or pure enjoyment. But I think for most people, they won't even connect what happens after they ride the ride to the ride itself. Because they just won't be no. aware that that's how it works. And I think for her, it, it was she, you know, her guides knew that she was a Disney fan and they got her there, didn't they? <laughs> she had mm-hmm. this experience for a reason and it wasn't coincidental. And, you know, the groundwork was laid prior to her even setting foot in the park. Mm-hmm. And the ride was coded to assist in whatever work was necessary or whatever gifts were going to come through. Because it's a gift to reconnect with your lost loved ones. And now she has that code within her. And she will find more and more ways to feel closer to her mom that she would yeah. have never even thought of before. But they just will appear to her. Yeah. And first it may be in the form of that was such a great feeling. I want to experience that again. I'm going to keep riding that ride in the hopes that 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 turns up for me every time. And it may for a while until she doesn't need the crutch anymore. But Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that for her, it's, it's, it's already, it's, it's already got her. And, And one of her other funny things that she's like, I'm not even a guardians of the galaxy fan. Like, I don't even like it that much. Like, I really don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cute and all, and it's great, but I, like, I'm not a huge, like, it's not really my my thing, but wow, what an amazing ride. And it wasn't just, the other thing that she connected with, it, was, it wasn't just the um, the music or, like, the setup of the, the ride it was the feeling of the ride she kept referring to feeling like she was floating through heaven and i think that's something that we all have a past memory of being free in that way and it's a nice feeling (laughs) and (laughs) and when things like that get triggered it's like it's you know, we 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 refer to it to to several different things being whammied. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in our days, when she when 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 we were um, uh, paranormal investigating on the Queen Mary, we we refer to it as being Sarahed, which mm-hmm. is a conjunction to um, an entity that that we have discovered more things about since. But um, on the ship, but it's it's literally like somebody reaching their hand inside your heart and just squeezing like mm-hmm. you know like not Kali Ma type squeezing 
<laughs> they're not trying to rip it out. They're just trying to they're light trying it up. They're trying to rip it out. They're, they're just really, really making you aware of that area and, and feeling deeply. Mm-hmm. So whatever well, and is, beyond, is in front beyond, of you. Beyond making you aware of that area, they're trying to make you aware of what it feels like to be less in your head and more in your heart. They're trying to yeah. get you to tap into not thinking about it. Like if she goes back and she rides that ride, it's not going to be the same. The feeling is going to be less and less each time. She'll enjoy it, but it won't be that first time. And the reason is because she will be doing it for a specific outcome. And that's mm-hmm. not how this stuff works. This stuff doesn't Mm-mm. work for a specific outcome. It works to get you connected to your heart space so that you can recognize that feeling and sort start to work the maze backwards is the best way I can think to say it. It's it's so that you can understand that this type of experience is available to you and then use it as a catalyst to work backwards, work the problem backwards so you can see how to get to it in the future. Yeah. And it, it's usually something that's going to, because you're not thinking about it, it it blindsides you. It, it comes out of nowhere. It gives you a wallop it's like <laughs> you know being punched and mm-hmm. but in a nice way mm-hmm. in a nice way in a slightly overwhelming i feel all the feels all mm-hmm. of them as many as possible to it, it, whatever the the there is no quantifying i feel absolutely all the feels mm-hmm. right now in my heart space and I am on my knees and I am sobbing and I have love for everything and there is no room for for hate or fear or any of those things. It is just blindingly emotionally charged love. Not a syrupy way. <laughs> Not schmaltz. Not schmaltz. <laughs> In, in a very profound way. Now, I refer to it as ooey gooey Ugh. because that's how it comes across to to me I, because I like ooey gooey. Mm. Heather does not like ooey gooey. Mm. So it is not ooey gooey to her. So no. you're going to you're going to have your own reaction to it when it happens to you. Mm. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it was it was very interesting because um, as I'm watching these videos and I'm. And I'm, I continue to re-experience these things and they're kind of opening up like other windows and showing me like other, other bits of messages. It's, it was really cool. It was really positive. I know that it's really hard right now because a lot of shit is happening at once. And there is like, you're not imagining this. There is a lot happening at once. And um and it's not easy it's not easy uh you know we we were just talking about it in the previous recording as well that you know um at the time that we're recording this it is we we just had a huge eclipse full moon mm-hmm. we are in retrograde um, <laughs> there's there's all of these things happening which people normally have a really kind of pre-ingrained 
fear or hesitation. <clears throat> it makes a lot of people very hesitant, very it brings up a lot of anxiety. It brings up a lot of triggers and it, it is, it is, it is bringing up a ton of triggers right now. Um, but one of the important things to remember is that usually when you are triggered, you're, you're being triggered for a reason. You're being triggered because you have an opportunity to, to look at that again and view it possibly in a different way or, or in an expanded way. And if you can get past the fear and, and going directly to the old place where you normally go when this sort of thing comes up for you, the old programs, you can get past that, the old programs, the old systems, mm -hmm. um, the old red flags. If, if you can look past that, you know, if you can get yourself in a state of calm long enough to go, okay, you know, start asking some questions, start investigating. Why now? What? Why is, why is this coming up like this? What tools do I have in my back pocket that I can use on this that's different from what I've done before? How can I see this in a new way how can i how can i make this work for me to my advantage instead of being a hindrance how do i make it a platform that i can build off of for my future and that kind of starts the healing process and the guides are really really excited when we take the opportunity to do things like this because then it gives them a chance to kind of play with us and show us a different side of, of whatever that is. You know, it's kind of like, and if, if we're going to use, continue to use theme park analogies, it's kind of like when you're little and you remember a ride that you went on when you were, you know, very, very young and it freaked the hell out of you. And then as you became a teenager, you rode it again and decided it was, really no big effing deal and that now it's your favorite ride and now you can ride it all day long and you have no idea why you were so freaked out before <clears throat> there's opportunities that you can take with some of the things that are coming up and not all of them are going to be that simple and if you don't feel like you can take that step yet that's fine just flag it in your mind earmark it so that you can come back to it when you feel like you're in a place where you can and take a look at it again and see if you can't come up with either a different way of approaching it or a new perspective on it that is not so scary or not so rooted in, in fear. Um, and I, you know, and I, again, I think it's, that's why, you know, we have kind of, chosen these types of uh these types of things for ourselves to trigger ourselves something as you know innocuous as a ride at a theme park um you know to be a, a trigger for for either work that needs to be done or work that or or confirming that you are doing the work or showing you you know it's it's like reaching a new level on a video game, you know, 
surprise, you've unlocked. <laughs> Makes me want to go back and watch Scott Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> well, and just I like the, uh, and just like with. Hmm? Oh what? no! I was just going to say the uh, the um, what is it the. Uh, You've you've unlocked self respect or something like that, and he opens oh. up his <laughs> his chest, and all the coins fall out, and he floats, and it's fun. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> continue. Um, but just like with video games, you know, when you unlock a new level, oftentimes it looks almost identical to a level you've already been on, but it's there's greater difficulty. <laughs> so. Don't greater get difficulty and often greater rewards. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but don't get discouraged if, because one of the things that we tend to do is we're like, "I'm here again. Didn't I do this already? Like, what the hell? How many times do I have to learn this lesson?" And um, there are layers to these lessons. It's not just one lesson. It's one lesson that's that that it looks this way. You know, that would be like saying. Wait, I I'm in eighth grade now. I have to take math. I just did this all the other grades. You mean I have to do it again? It's the same thing, you know. You have you have to learn the different levels. Great. Now I have to learn the new math. Ugh. No. What? No. What? Why? <laughs> what? Is that a thing they're making you do? That's mean. You don't have to actually you know, do math, you know, do you? Oh, personally, not right yeah. now. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like, you don't have kids, so you don't have to learn the new math. And uh, <laughs> I thought maybe it was a school thing, and I was I panicked, as you can hear. <sighs> no, I did. I did my. I did my time, as mm-hmm. they say. What was it? Two you semesters did. ago, I had to go back and do it. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And and you know, actually, that's a really good example because I have had a fear of math practically my entire life. I mm-hmm. have been horrible at it. Um, to be honest, though, I really haven't been horrible at it. Here's no. what happened. Mm-hmm. I had a horrible teacher who had her own shit that she was going through and her own expectations for the kids in her class. And I was not meeting those expectations and she picked on me and she made me feel horrible about myself. And I was incredibly and incredibly, incredibly insecure about my math skills. Now this happened, this experience happened when I was in the fifth grade, fifth grade. I'm almost 46 Mm -hmm. years old. It -hmm. took until two semesters ago in college many 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 moons later to stare that in the face and trust me i kicked and screamed and cried and nervous breakdown my entire way through (laughs) that semester it was not easy peasy it was not a breeze it was not okay um but i learned things about myself a i learned that i could do it I also learned that I have a particular quirk when it comes to numbers. Um, Kind of like a dyslexic thing. So I either don't see the numbers or I see the backwards or um, like I have a hard time seeing duplicates. Like, Like if a number pops up multiple times, I will tend to just skip over it. Um... But I ended that class with a B plus 
which is something that I don't think I had. It's that's a grade that I don't think I had gotten in math since the second grade, to be honest. Um, but you know, and and I came really close because I had I had a couple assignments and I think one test that I really didn't do well on, and I was having a really hard time getting certain things, and I reached out to my professor. And was like, should I, like, I really don't feel like I'm getting this. I really don't feel like I'm going to be able to do this. Um, should I back out of the class? And she was very lovely and took a little bit of extra time with me and went through all of my assignments and said, look, understand this. Even if you fail the final, even if you get absolutely horrible, horrible on the final, <laughs> you're still going to pass this class with a C. Like you only need this very slim amount of points to pass. Please, please, please stick with it because I think you can do it. And that was so helpful. I think it was a, it was very healing to have another instructor say, no, no, you have this like mm -hmm. just because you didn't get a few things doesn't mean that you didn't get enough to benefit you know you what you did get is is fine like don't screw that up <laughs> don't throw it all away just because it's not perfect which has also been a huge lesson in my life don't don't throw it away just because it's not perfect mm -hmm. is damn that's another big lesson. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of us <laughs> go through that. I know that you have issues with that as well, miss. Hey, so, I try very hard not to throw babies out with the bathwater. Okay. I know. I know. And you're doing great. You're doing great at it. I think we're both doing great at it right now, to be honest. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard when triggers come up and it is hard to be able to distance yourself enough from from those deep grooves that you've created that that says to you there is no possible way you can make it through this sort of thing again um but you have to remind yourself that you made it through it once like you did actually already make it you are on the other side of it and it doesn't have to be that way again. And it doesn't have to be that way every time. And, you know, give yourself some grace and some space and some love and compassion, as sappy as it sounds. Just, you know, do yourself the favor of trying. And if you don't make it this time, that's fine. There will be another opportunity because there always is. There always is. You, you're never going to show up late to your own party. You are, you're not missing anything. It's, you're, you're going to get it. It's, it's a matter of when the energy and frequency lines up in such a way to where it unlocks that particular code for you that says, Hey, guess what? You get to do this again. And this time it's not going to suck so bad. And all it takes really is a couple of times of experiencing that before you're like, all right, bring it on. What's next? I'm ready to mm -hmm. tackle. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're going to have, that you're not going to have times again where, where things are going to suck. Of course, sometimes things are going to suck and you're going to be like, man, I was rocking it. 
and then there goes the rug again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you can have, when you can lean on that, but I just had this really awesome experience and the rug didn't come out from under me that. When you can kind of lean on that a little bit more, you know, it, it's really helpful. It's really helpful, but there's, there's shit lining up right now there. It seems like everything is out of whack and sometimes you have to shake everything up and everything, you know, it's like you have to fall apart to fall together. There's so many Mm -hmm. cliches that you can, that you can say that really describe what's happening right now. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of weird happening. There's a lot of tension happening, but it's, it's happening because there's no more room for things to remain as they were. You, you are, we are pushing through a cycle of growth. We are coming into a new place. We are opening up to, to new things. And, um, even though it looks on the surface right now, like the past is repeating itself perhaps it is but the outcome can and will be different even if it looks right now like things are going to happen you know you you can look at a situation and go man why are we reverting back to that we're not it appears as though we are But really what it is, is the opportunity to go, you know what? No, we're not going to do that again. Not like that. It's, 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 it's going to shift and it, the shift may not be immediate, at least in a very visible in your face. I know it's different sort of a way but it is happening. And I know that it's, it's not always comforting to hear, well, you know, it's going to take a while. It's like, well, you know, guess what? (laughs) This shit happened over eons and eons and eons. And as they like to keep reminding me, look, honey, you didn't create that overnight and it's not going to get solved overnight. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. (laughs) Mm But, uh, yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's very, very interesting right now. And there's, and there's a lot of things that, that just continually come up and, and, and resurface. And, um, you know, the, the creativity, 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 like that's, I feel like that's something that they've been pushing a lot lately. And the concept of play and which I know, you love and I don't I mean I do love it but I don't I don't I don't make it an agenda because I love it I make it an agenda because my guides make it an agenda and if they're repeating something then it's important so you know I feel like you get and especially I do get it and it and play is especially important because it's the quickest way to make things easier on yourself (laughs) And it seems to be the thing that people, the grown-ups, most resist um, because we have a lot of stories that were instilled in us by our parents and by media and by society 
that say, if you're not working hard, you're hardly working. (laughs) And you'll never be successful with an attitude like that. And show your work ethic and prove yourself. And do you deserve it? I mean, even religion says this. Do you deserve it? I don't think you've shown that you deserve it. You have to show, prove it, that you deserve a good thing. Prove that you deserve your abundance, you know, and it's such bullshit and it's so gaslighty, craptastic, stupid um, because that's that's not the message at all. The message is things were easier when you were a child, you know, the trauma-inducing experiences aside, but when you were just yourself and could be in your own mind and your own imagination – and perceive things your own way without anyone telling you you were wrong because maybe necessarily no one was paying attention in that moment. Those moments of play with this reality are how it's meant to be going forward. And the thing that stops that from happening is a society that has built itself up over uh, hundreds of years of trauma. <laughs> and it's, it's a distortion of what reality we're really supposed to be playing in, which is why it seems so cruel and why it seems so punishing. It's But play is the quickest route through that distortion. It punches a hole right through that distortion that's clouding our reality. Now, I know that you just wrote a blog post kind of on this whole subject, right? Like I haven't had the opportunity to read it yet because... I was well, just going through all of this stuff, but it's, um, do you want to talk post, about that? I mean, the blog post is what I spoke of, um, the last time we did the podcast. So it was, it was just me oh, cool. writing down for people, um, the cycle of manifestation and, um, where you get stuck in it. The interesting th- thing that came out in this particular blog post, um, which if you want to read it, it's on my website, which is dot thesharedspacehealing.com, and it's under blogs. Um, But the thing that I ended up writing, there was one sentence that stood out to me. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote it. But it said something along the lines of, the hardest part of manifesting anything is allowing it to happen. Amen to that, sister friend. I was like, you know what? (laughs) Preach. It is. God damn it. Like, that's... That's the part that gets in my way every time is that I think that I should be something else. I should have other things. I should be doing it a different way. I should be modeling myself after other successful businesses. I should be doing what other teachers are doing. I should be on YouTube. I have so many shoulds. It's amazing I can move during the day. But that's the thing is that I've been working very hard to give up my shoulds. And as I give them up, I just there's the there's this empty space that happens when you begin to give up your shoulds. <laughs> and the empty space feels really wrong because there's a story in all of us that says you shouldn't have empty space. If you have empty space, it means you're not working hard enough, and that sucks you right back in to the cycle that you just worked so hard to get out of. And the problem is is that we only recognize where we've been. We have no schema for where we're going. And so when we get there, we think we've made a wrong turn and we go right back to where we had been. And this is what drives us all insane. Well, especially if it's not, it's like, here we go with another 80s reference. It's the fork, you know, 
you know, the fork, you know, is always, even, even, even if it leads you in, in the absolute worst direction, you are always going to be more comfortable picking up that particular route, that particular thing, because it's something that you've already experienced, that you already know. And even if it sucks, you know, well, I got through it that one time mm-hmm. and it was awful. But I know how to navigate <laughs> through that. Why Why do we continually want to choose awful when the unknown might possibly, it's like, yes, but door number two might have like the car and the million bucks behind it. You don't know that. Because we but have a gonna... story. We have a story mm-hmm. that says I made it through and the ego is only concerned about safety. That's all it's meant to do. The ego is meant to keep you safe. So if you have had a horrible experience, but you've made it through, the ego will choose that path every single time rather than choose something that's completely uncharted. You don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know if you're going to get out. We're not taking that path. We're taking the shit path that you hated every single time because guess what, bitch? We know how to get through that one. So dumb. Oh my god! I have to share the funniest thing. So this is like when you were saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so people will learn pretty quick around here that my guides sometimes have are like a really kind of, um, uh, we'll just say a weird sense of humor. <laughs> so, like you're saying all this, and they're like, "Ooh, you fucked up! You fucked up so good! Let's do it again!" <laughs> Like, you know, is that kind of like, you know, that kind of like horrible, uh, you know, like, like almost a praising of, of, well, you know, you took that route before and you, you screwed it up so well that we really think that you should just try that again because, you don't know what else is out there and this might be as good as it gets. So you might as well just go this way. And it's like, you know, screw you. Your, your shoulds are, are, are little bricks that you use to build little walls around yourself and you mortar them with fear and disappointment and all of those other icky, sticky emotions. And you trap yourself from going anywhere what is it with you and ooey gooey and icky sticky (laughs) what is happening i don't know it's what you know it's what's it's what's in there and it's what wants to come out so (laughs) yeah it is pretty icky sticky I, i think i think sometimes they they like me to use words that elicit a particular type of physical feeling mm-hmm. you know if, sometimes if you say these words you can actually imagine the you know that either the the lovely goo or the icky sticky goo um pit of despair or whatever sort of tar filled quicksand filled gross thing that you feel like you trap yourself in over and over again. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it just, it's, it's nice right now because I can feel like, even though things aren't solid, even though things don't necessarily feel stable in our 
you know, old view of stable. There's stuff happening that is slowly working out all of these little kinks and smoothing over all of these rough patches. And it's, it's not super blaringly obvious. It's, it's not going to, you know, go from shitty gray to great big, beautiful rainbows overnight, but we're getting there. And that is, that feels better to me. It feels encouraging. There is, there is an underlying feeling of, look, doesn't look great right now. Sometimes it's going to feel scary. Sometimes you're going to be really uncomfortable, but nothing's fallen apart yet. Like, do you understand that nothing's fallen apart yet? Like you haven't gone off the cliff. You haven't fallen into the, you haven't fallen into the pit. You're, you may be walking on the edge. The dirt might be crumbling out from under your feet, but you are managing to stay above whatever it is that you think is going to suck you in. And if you can lean more to the side of, I got this, then shit, I'm going to fall in the shithole right there. You're more likely <laughs> to actually be able to get yourself out of that. The, the image they give me is like, we've hoarded a lot of shit over a lot of years and just like any hoarder when it's time to clean stuff up the mess is going to get uglier before it gets prettier so the first thing that happens is you start pulling things out of boxes that were once contained and once you pull those things out of boxes you have papers strewn everywhere and you have you know items and you have to separate everything into piles it takes a lot of you work. have to look at it you, you have, have to look, to look at, at it. it yeah yeah. And that feels really uncomfortable and very mm -hmm. overwhelming mm -hmm. and brings up a whole lot of stuff. But as you start to clear it mm -hmm. away, then you realize, holy shit, I just cleared away like 50 bags of shit I didn't need. And you feel 50 that's pounds lighter. And that's literally the physical allegory for creating space. <laughs> I mean, that's Serious. what you're doing with shadow work. So... You're creating space and you're, you're, you're defragmenting the machine, man. You're getting away. You're losing all of those spaces in between where the pieces need to fit back together. You're, you're, you know, and all of those little spaces in between are just the little stories that you told yourself that said that it's not okay to be together with that anymore. They just yes. showed me Tetris. Right. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. They show me Tetris or they show me an, a computer from like 92 where you're watching the defrag happen because I was mm -hmm. one of those nerds that actually liked to watch that happen. Of course you were. And I would sit and watch like the shit shuffle around and, you know, see all of the colors, the pretty colors line up together. <laughs> that made my OCD heart happy. Um, <laughs> but you're doing that internally. And you are, you're bringing back pieces of you. And I think one of the reasons why I am starting to see more now and starting to feel more of the 
the kind of coming together pieces of me coming together feeling is it's not just the shadow work although in the soul retrieval there's been a lot of that there's been a lot of that for many years but I also kind of put out there you know I I want to see all of those pieces of me coexist again I want all of those amazing parts of me to come back online together to create a me that is not only going to serve the world best, but that's going to serve me best. And, you know, I, I know there's, I know I got a lot of cool bitches in me and I would like to see them have a party. (laughs) I would like to, I would like to have, you know, uh, a round robin with all of them. And I would like us all to exchange stories and information and, and tips and tricks on how to get shit moving in this world. And, you know, that's the me I'd like to be. And I feel like that's actually the me that I am becoming. It doesn't happen quick. It's not happening overnight. But piece by piece, I feel like that is happening and it is evident in the amount of in the expansion of my gifts in the amount of things that are coming through and in my ability to um in my ability to deal with things differently than i have before mm-hmm. if if I had found, well, let's roll. How, what's the best way to phrase this? If I took my life right now, as it is, as things stand, and I picked it up and I placed it in five years ago, five years ago, me would have had a nervous fucking breakdown. About <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Five years ago, me would have thought the world is coming to an end would have had no less than 10 different physical issues come up at the same time, which would make me feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would have, I would have panicked myself into a health crisis. Yeah. That's not happening mm-hmm. now. Is it perfect? Am I perfect? Am I floating through it with the grace of a swan? No. No, I'm still tripping over myself and, you know, and stumbling into things and occasionally having moments of, you know, shit's gotten haywire and I, today I'm having a panic attack and, or today I had to cry for 15 minutes about it or, but it's nowhere near where it used to be. And I have to be able to look at that and go, you know what? go you look at you what you just did there like that's a thing yeah that's, an, that's a real legitimate thing take you know the small fucking wins and i think that the ability to recognize wins and allow yourself to um allow yourself to give yourself credit for those is a skill that also needs to be learned separate from allowing yourself to do that uh, there's a lot of skills that go into becoming a new you. And again, when you've been raised in a society that's constantly says, go, 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 do, 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 prove you deserve, 
the message is that, you know, deserving feels like sheer exhaustion and illness after going until you drop dead. And that becomes the only way that you recognize that you've accomplished something. And when you finally step onto a path of awakening, it's completely turned upside down. And your new paradigm becomes, I didn't work myself into the ground today. Yay, me. And it takes a while for you to understand how to tap into a feeling of accomplishment around that because the old programs are so deeply embedded that they're still there whispering to you that, yeah, but you keep this up, you're not going to have a place to live. The old programs are effing mean, man. They're mean and they're scary. And they're some gnarly motherfuckers. They, they really are. Nice. They And they, no matter how many pieces of them that you're able to grab onto and yank out, even if you get big chunks, they're still in there. They're, they're still, they're still in there. I haven't, they I haven't. know where you live. They live in me. <laughs> they are where I live. They they're like, bitch, live. we're your house. <laughs> And I'm I like, still, we are just outside your window. We can come through that window at any time. I'm determined to mute them. I'm determined to, they need to go live somewhere else now. Because um, the truth of the matter is, is that the life that society says I should strive for is not anywhere near a life I want to live. And when I allow the old programs to win, it doesn't make me any more capable or successful of achieving the life that society says I should have or want. It only makes me less capable of achieving a life that I want and puts me into freeze mode because I'm so terrified and it feels so wrong and and doesn't resonate in the least that I feel like I'm abandoning myself. So it always makes it worse and I don't – I can't entertain that anymore. You know, and I will say that I think that is, I think that's another gift that our time at Disney gave us, even though it was a really, a really traumatizing time in our life. <clears throat> you know, we had built this thing up to be the end all be all of, of, you know, if, if you want to be a creative person and, and you want to build the magic, this is how you have to do it. And this is where you have to go. And then we got there and then it absolutely did not look like our idea of any of those things. And it was, well, I won't, I, I take that back. Not all of it was like that. There were absolutely points of magic and and still are. First, I can still I'd find the, it. The beginning, the beginning years were quite magical. Um, yeah, things started to shift over time. Uh, as you know, I think the beginning years were quite magical because the department that we worked for was so um, unknown. And um, yeah, God bless the head of the department or whatever he was for wanting to grow. The department so that it wasn't constantly in danger of being dissolved because suits who had nothing to do with it had no idea who we were. Um, it was a great agenda for him. It built his career and it built the department. <clears throat> but as it built the department, it also changed the department and not necessarily for the better. 
at least in terms of working conditions and, and wanting to be there. Um, when you're more on the map, you're more subjected to the expectations that go with the map. And in the first few years, we weren't really on the map. We were trying to get on the map. And that gave us a lot of opportunity. Well, and, and the company itself went through a lot of big changes and is still going through big changes. I mean, it's it's just, it's a part of being a corporation, but I think that's a big thing that we didn't understand, that we didn't, we didn't have that knowledge of because we had grown up with it, A, before it became a huge corporation. And I understood B, it. I just didn't like it. Well, but... But it was it was really different, and it's continued to be different. But getting back to like where where I was going with it, I think you know being able to look at something that at one point in your life you built up as if if I can just get here, that means then then I'm successful. Then I've made it then I've done the thing and getting there and realizing, Oh shit, this is not it. <laughs> this is not it. Uh, uh, wait a second. <laughs> like time out. I need to, I, I need to have a little sideline with someone here. Cause uh, nobody told me it was going to be this way. And, and then having, the courage and I applaud you because you definitely had the courage a whole lot earlier than I did. Um, but having the courage to go, you know, um, thanks. And, uh, I appreciate the time that I had here, but, uh, I'm, I'm not going to continue this journey and I'm going to do something else. It was, I didn't have a choice. I was literally eating my soul and I was the only one really going through what I was going through. You know, I was being yeah. bullied every day. I was – it was like – it was like a game of subterfuge. And I was like, why though? I don't understand, you know. And <clears throat> well, part of me – excuse me. Part of me understands it now. The part of me that suffered that treatment still doesn't understand what the purpose was. Like why is that I'm even sure. necessary? I don't get it. All I want to do is climb in a window and make it adorable, an adorable little space for people to dream about. You know, I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, and so I couldn't possibly stay because the, the inner voice, the inner monologue was like, do you even like who you are when you're here? No, not even a little. Yeah. For, for me during that time, I, I wouldn't even entertain the conversation with the inner dialogue. The, the, the inner me was, was so shoved in the corner and under a pile of shit that, um, I, I I wasn't even aware and it took it took my my body basically starting to decay on me and shut down before I was like uh perhaps this is not what I'm meant to do in life <laughs> perhaps no <laughs> and uh and that was really difficult and I had it <laughs> I I will never forget the day that I left and having to break down for about two or three hours and then feeling the most, I swear, I, I, I 
don't feel like I had taken a breath like that in almost 17 years because that's almost how long I was there. And I was like, damn, I didn't even realize that I hadn't, that I like, I literally had not taken a deep breath. I mean, physically and emotionally, Mm -hmm. I had not allowed myself to actually take a full inhalation. (laughs) And once that happened, it was like, holy cow, like how? Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. I allow myself to go through this? And it's like, well, apparently that's what you needed to do in order to get to here. <laughs> so it reminds me of the, um, the, what was it? The Black Knight? Is that who that is from uh, Monty Python? Just a flesh wound? Uh-huh. It's that's a flesh wound. Yes. Yes. It was totally me. Yes. It was totally yeah. me. I was going to be like, I, 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 all of my appendages were gone. like like, my head was going to be next and and you know the the last little bit of me the last little shreds shreds of me was just going to be my little heart pumping there until somebody decided to run that through too it was Mm -hmm. it was really not a pretty picture and one of the most interesting things for me and I, and I think one of the things that made me probably most angry at the time was that you know I all I also came from a household of you know very much in the space of good work ethic you work you work hard you 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 know you show them what you can do and mm-hmm. and you know if you do that you earn your position you, know, you earn your raises it, people are going to see you and, Mm. you know, and, and they're, and they're, they're not going to, you know, let you slip through their fingers because you're going to be too valuable because, you Mm. know, you got to outdo everybody else. And I put up with just torture so long. And then when I finally went to my family and said, that's it, no more. We have, we have parted ways um i'm not with the company anymore and it was like oh good we're so happy that you (laughs) and i was like are you kidding it's kind of like you know when when you go out with the guy that you know is horrible for you and all your friends are like dang man like really shouldn't be with that person but they never say anything and then you leave and your friends are like, I never liked that guy. And I wanted to just, <laughs> oh, I wanted to punch my family so bad. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, you let me go. Th- why didn't you say anything? Like, why <laughs> didn't you tell me it was okay to to separate from this? Because you needed to do it do without more. You needed to do it without external validation. Yeah, I needed. You needed, I needed, you needed to- that to catalyze your own discernment. I needed to reach my breaking point. And mm-hmm. boy, did I reach oh, my breaking man. point. Yeah. Whew. But, you know, it's so, uh, you know, I can be grateful for that now. I was angry as fuck when it happened, but I am mm-hmm. so grateful for it now. And, um, you know, trust me, there are still times when I'm like, I said, I'm like, gee, if I was still making Disney money, hmm. <laughs> 
and I wasn't completely damaged. And yeah. like, where would I be right now? And then I shut myself up right away. I'm like, girl, I don't care if they're paying you in the hospital a million dollars an you know, an hour. You you'd, you you would be, be using all of it. You would not. You be would here. be using all of it, or you'd be using all of it to pay your medical bills, which is what I was doing. Uh huh. It's what I was doing. I was that. Trust me, that was the thing that that like when it hit me, I was like, "Fuck, that's so mean." Because I'm like, "Girl, you are working to be sick." Yeah, you are working just enough to be horribly, horribly sick. And every time I say that to someone, I can see on their face how they're like, "Fuck." Mm -hmm. I know that feeling. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I get it. Like I understand it, and I probably need to reevaluate some things <laughs> in my own life. <laughs> you know, and but we need things like that to be. There has to be a catalyst. There has to be a big bad. There has to be something of contrast to help you to understand that that thing that you've been clinging on to is, is not, you're not clinging on to a safety jacket. You're holding on to a weight that's pulling you down to the bottom. Let go of the weight. <laughs> yeah. Let go of the cement block, please. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's some crazy business. So, so when yeah, you so were, this is what comes out of a, a random day. <laughs> well, <coughs> my question to you is: when you were in the midst of the vibratory defragmentation, were you getting anything consciously that was interesting? Yes, and thank you for bringing me back to that. Mm -hmm. um, what they were showing me is is a building upon. Um, what I saw with the vlogger, which was literally, you know, if think about kind of a little more of the, it's, I'm going to say woo woo, but it's really not because we've proven by science that it's not. Um, if we, if we kind of look at the fabric of, of our space here that we are sitting in, you know, we know that that time is is a construct this is something that we have created to be here it's been necessary to us it's been helpful and useful in many ways um but as we are getting closer to these moments where where a lot more is lining up and new frequency is coming in and new new things are emerging new new not just new us but new us new earth new all of the things it's 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 not a snap your finger and it happens and it's not going to look like you turned a page you're going to wake up one day and it's just going to be you're going to go wow this is really different than it was just a few years ago um which honestly if we look back we could say that about every few years um but yeah. this is going to be different and what they're showing me is where there has been very large separation between dimensional space before that dimensional space is just, 
it's it's literally like melting away and one space is bleeding in to the next and that is part of the the um it's part of the confusion it's part of the kind of you know anxious feeling right now because it's there are things that are mixing together that haven't really mixed together before and so those things don't quite settle real well at first and it might trigger stuff to come up a lot of two-part part chemicals yeah yeah but it's it's blending together like they're like they show me how well it's coming together actually <laughs> and they're like good you know, news this, from the spirit <laughs> realm right it's it's kind of the the feeling is look we know this feels messy to you right now obviously you're projecting that <laughs> like you're uncomfortable we're very sorry that you're uncomfortable um but this is really coming together quite nicely like better than you could have ever imagined way back when you said okay i'm you know i'm gonna do the horrible to myself (laughs) so i can go jump into this fun um adventure uh and it is it's just this overwhelming i get these moments of these overwhelming feelings of excitement Mm -hmm. which is yeah, the, the stupid way to it is just it's it's it is it is exciting. It's it is exciting. It's this, mm-hmm. but it's very um, it's a very big feeling. It's a very full feeling, and there is a certain aspect of knowing that that is attached to it that really reinforces that and i think that's something that you know if i look back and go okay well you know this sort of thing has happened before and i can look back now and i can see how that happened previously and i can see how we're continuing like how that sort of a thing is continuing but i don't ever remember feeling that that overwhelming feeling of excitement before and i never have experienced that knowing that sits somewhere in between the sacral and the solar plexus Mm. that's like like a little seed that's germinating that's like something cool is growing like something really cool is being created here so they're showing me a visual and the visual Mm -hmm. they're showing me is a person on a stone path and all the stone pavers are like cobbles and they're neatly packed together. And the road is very like, here's the road. And then as you move through the timeline, the cobbles start to become less and less compact and you kind of make a game of it, like, you know, stepping stones and you start skipping from one to the other. And then you also begin to pick up speed because in order to reach the farther stepping stones, you have to have more speed to make the leap. And what's happening is, the, you know, we're going from a leisurely walk where it's like, you know, and you don't really notice any change to stepping stones to, hey, this is kind of fun to leaping between the stones. And there are fewer stones, there's less connective tissue. So it feels like 
huge chunks of change are happening. You can see it because there's more contrast. You know, it's exciting. Things are being remapped. And I can't remember. I know I've said this to you before. And I know that I've had this discussion with Bear, my husband. Um, But I can't remember if I've actually said it on a podcast. And something that they showed me. Um, and this is funny. I, I found, I, so I've been editing the shows and I keep referencing about three weeks, about three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. It seems like about every three weeks, <laughs> there is some new just nugget that they've dropped. That's like, it may be, it may not be new, new, but it's like, I'm seeing something in a slightly different way. And so something mm-hmm. that they had showed me. Um, was they were giving me a uh, a visual of neural pathways. I'm a medical intuitive, also, so I I will fairly regularly get visions of kind of the body's inner workings, um, and especially when it concerns to like its electrical pieces and and like energetic pathways. I see this fairly clearly and it's, it's a very cool, like I always enjoy those moments because it's, it's a neat place to get lost in. Anyway, um, something that they were showing me was uh, neural pathways and they kind of broke it down and, you know, there there's, you have two different systems that you're working with simultaneously um, mainly, uh, when you're functioning as a human, you have the, and, and this is kind of like in your 3d world, you have your, your, your brain, your thinking brain, and then you have the rest of your, your body systems and they do work together, but especially in your kind of neural pathways area there, every time you have a trauma, Every time, you know, something big or little, it could be big T or little T trauma, um, your brain is creating a map that gets overlaid onto the physical portion of those neural pathways. Um, so all the other little energetic electric pieces that run throughout the body that connect to different organs and, and help your body to function and, and tell what things to fire at what time and how to work and how to work together and, um, how to process, uh, and your brain creates these maps that create detours every time things happen as a way to help you jump over the the immediate processing part or any of the emotional part um which our emotions trigger an enormous amount of things to happen physically within us um triggers all sorts of systems to fire and work in in certain ways um but what they showed me was that, uh, you know, we've, we've built a set of maps for ourselves that, that live in our brain 
that get laid over the rest of our physical bodies. And every time we encounter something that looks like that trauma that we had before, your brain pulls up the map for navigating that within the rest of your physical body. And so, you know, you're, you start to experience something, it triggers the memory or the, the impression of that to come up and your brain goes, Oh, wait, I have a map for that. And goes, okay, so yes, we need to, there's, here's the detour. We need to take this turn and then this turn and then this turn. We're going to skip all of this over here. And uh, then we're going to, you know, go over here. And then and this is how we navigate our way through that, whatever it is. And what's happened is over time, we have all of these detours and we have, we're not allowing our, our physical bodies to function in the way that they were originally created to we're not we're not allowing our our physical bodies to to work in the way that they were originally intended to work because we have created all of these detours and these other little maps that keep steering the body away from what it's naturally wants to do to help repair whatever that that issue is and every time we have the ability to revisit something and see it from a new perspective and slow down and create a new way of seeing it we are creating a new map and for a lot of us we are remapping in such a way where portions of our physical body is now working in a way that it has never been able to work before or hasn't been able to work in a long, long time. So there's going to be the other thing that keeps coming up is look, there, there are going to be things that have been disrupting you, physical issues, uh, ways in which you have physically responded to things that are really going to start falling away. And they're not just talking about me, and I have plenty of those. They're showing me this on a very wide scale that on a whole, as a collective, our physical maps are changing, like big time. And this is one of the reasons why we are actually able to connect with some of the things that we have not been able to connect with or, you know, why all of a sudden certain triggers are happening that are not horrible big trauma triggers they're you know they're nice triggers <laughs> they're mm -hmm. hey you know how about experiencing this for a change trigger well like we were saying earlier it's the same it's the same thing that we were talking about where you know what she experienced on that ride experiencing her mom with her and interpreting it the way she did um, wishing her mom had been with her, that right there is kind of the nuance between the old trigger of it triggers grief because her mom's not there and the new gifty trigger, which is like, no, you don't understand. The reason you felt that way is because your mom was there. And mm -hmm. we don't yet have um, – it's a new paradigm, so we don't quite understand where our successes are 
So there's mm-hmm. a, a process of figuring out what success feels like when you're going through something that you've never been through before. And the reason we keep on choosing the old pathway and we have those old maps that that our brain automatically switches onto is because we're still in transition between the ego being in the driver's seat and protecting us from everything, which means using mm-hmm. the old maps because it knows how to get from point A to point B using the old maps versus coming mm-hmm. online and being like, I understand that, but we're going to try a different route now and we're going to just roll the dice on this one. Yeah. And it but takes it's, you it's, becoming conscious enough to roll the dice, mm-hmm. to make the decision to roll the dice, even though it seems incredibly terrifying, like nothing in you wants to roll the dice, except that little nagging instinct that says, I think we need to do this differently this time. And that's the beginning. And Spirit has shown over and over again, they're like, look, we don't need much. We need a little bit of space. Mm -hmm. We just need a teeny tiny, you can open just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. We can put a foot in there mm-hmm. and rip that bitch open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fun. It's fun to Sometimes. watch. Well, it's it's more fun to watch than it is to go through. <laughs> I'll say that oh, much yeah. for it. <laughs> oh, I very yeah. much I very much enjoy watching other people go through it. <laughs> But it's it's also fun to be shown it in a way where they're kind of like pulling back the curtain a little bit and going, you know, get a peek at this because because there's some there's some pretty cool shit happening behind this curtain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, I don't get all of that, but I can I, uh, uh, I, I see what you're doing there. Like, all right. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. So, hey, man, it, the more I can connect with, with a feeling of excitement, creativity, happiness, joy, even if it's for somebody else, I don't care. It's a good thing because, you know, I, I know that there are times in the not too distant past where that was like, I don't think I can get there. Are you done? Poor baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm That'll be fun to edit me. <laughs> It scares me too. It's in my house. Are we ready to wrap up? <laughs> I think we I should think wrap we're up. ready to wrap up. We're, we're right about there. Especially since this was kind of a spur of the moment type of deal. Well, I think we've been doing this for uh, well an hour and 46 minutes. So that is our usual. Yeah. Time. Well, this is about the part where, like, when I'm editing, and I'm like, "Look, don't you move past that mark?" <laughs> Why? <laughs> <This is> enough. <laughs> Why? Uh, because it's it, because it's about the part that I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to start checking out if if I have to like because it. It, it it takes quite a while to edit, mm-hmm. um, or at least right now it does. I'm sure it will get faster as I keep going." Well, and it'll get faster as we figure out when to press mute, <clears throat> when to shut up, when to let the other one talk, when to answer the other one without stepping on the other one. We're figuring it out rather rapidly, so I'm not concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Look, folks, we're learning here. Just we're learning no, like everybody else. No, this will all be edited out, too. You're not hearing this shit. No, no, no. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> leave that shit in. Oh, God. What? 
<laughs> the fuck? Whatever. Whatever. Anyways. Anyways. Thank I you. I don't have for I don't have a good closing. For- I don't have a good closing either, but I'm going to say thank you for sticking around if you're still sticking around because sometimes this this kind of talk is not always easy to stick around for. And, you know, if you feel like you need to, like, hit the stop button and come back to it later, then hit the stop button and come back no, to it later. No, fuck that. Like, you know this shit to- is the shit to stay around for. This is the only thing that matters. Look, it matters, but you can't always take it in, like, one sitting. Some Sometimes you got to digest a little bit at a time, and I get that whatever so i won't hold any grudges heather is going to hold grudges i might so she might so don't tell her (laughs) if you if you if it takes a week to listen to one do not tell her this now we're just yammering goodbye everybody (laughs) bye